For the nation news at ronandonradio.com. All right, you guys, here we go now with episode number 193 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don. We are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, want to remind everybody, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. If you want to reach out to us, let's do it. Yeah, just email me, ron at windermere.com. I'll send you a buyer or seller guide. Yeah. Coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about Jim Crow juries. And also, we have a very special holiday song. Because we want to wish everyone a happy holiday out there. I think that's how I say it. Nonetheless, before I get to that, let's get to this. I, if I could stop the show right now, I would. Can we stop the show? Yeah, let's stop the show right here. Are you are you an Uber? Are you an Uber Eats guy? Do you do you do you do you do you jump on that app or some app like that? And I've do done you, it a couple times. I've do, done DoorDash, I think, and Caviar are yeah. the two that I've done. I've never done that, but at some of my Airbnbs, I notice it's interesting, and especially millennial, millennials, and I don't want to pick on them. I just want to understand them. Many of them are concerned about the environment, as they should be. Many of them concerned about the fires that we had, uh, what's happening with our oceans, the pollutions that we see, the pollution that we see. Uh, many of them are concerned about being plant-based, which we just talked about in episode 191. And and this is what I don't understand. Uh, we are, and I'll be careful here, we're currently at my house. I have a, a basement apartment, a basement suite, and there there's two, there's a lovely couple that's staying there right now. They're in their 20s, couldn't be nicer. They work in tech. And so, but they're living in the basement and they're living in, they're working in the basement. Cause I think they just had to get away from their parents for the holidays. Right. So they're, they're, they're in their twenties. They're living downstairs. There's a knock on my front door all the time, all the time. And the person that's knocking on my front door is usually the Uber eats guy. And I have to explain to him that, Hey, there's three doors on the house and, and they're in the basement. And what I do now is when he knocks, because they knock and they walk. I just grab the food that whatever the couple's ordered and I carry it downstairs and then I knock on their door. So there's a double, there's a double knock and a double delivery going on. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not charging for that. And I'm, and I'm thinking about, uh, maybe I should add to this. This is what I don't understand. I took the garbage out yesterday. There are four garbage cans in the alley and the garbage man, when he comes, he counts all the cans and then you have to pay per can, right? So I get my garbage bill uh, from last month, and my garbage bill is like $280, plus there's a bunch of other things that are, that are added to this. And, and I understand that millennials are concerned about the earth, but they don't seem to be concerned about all the garbage that they're creating with, with all their Uber Eats, because none of them like to cook. No, nobody cooks. Nobody cooks down there. Uh, Here's the other thing I don't understand. I had vertigo the other day. I get it once or twice a year. It's horrible. If you've never had it, think about the drunkest you've ever been. It's worse than that. The world starts spinning. Typically, though, when you're drunk, you could close your eyes. That one time you and I had tequila in Oakland. <laughs> That's the drunkest I've ever been in my 20s. And, 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 and I remember you asking, hey, is it possible to have a hangover onto a second day? That's what vertigo is like. There's really no medication for it. There's some reasons that it comes on and then it leaves. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week. 
And I still have it a little bit right now. And I, I feel a little woozy and, and weird. So my son is here the other night. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to order some Uber Eats. And uh, he had five guys one time. We don't eat a lot of fast food. And I said, you know, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to sit down and we're going to have some, some five guys Did you together. Get the giant fries. Yeah. So I had to sign, <laughs> I, I signed on to Uber Eats. And, and, and so I signed up. We call in the order. And I ordered just a single plain cheeseburger with it for him, and then a single plain cheeseburger for me with a couple condiments on it because you know I'm a condiment person, and I love the hell out of relish. I don't know where that came from, but I'm a relish person. Uh, what, what are the condiments you like? I like a lot of relish, and I like a lot guys, of a lot of pickles, and I and I and I like onions on there. Five too. guys, which again you don't do very often because it's crazy. Uh, the five guys, I just do the loaded five guys, whatever they oh. put the whole, like it has a name. I forget. It's like the five guys special or like the five okay. guys way or whatever, yeah. the, whatever they loaded up in the French fry. You got to get the fries at five guys. We, he, he, so I got my son a small fry. I got a, myself a small fry. I bet the, let me guess how much this was. Well, hang on. That's, that's, the, that's what I, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. That, that's where I'm going. So let me, let me, let me, so you have those two fries and then there's one small lemonade and then I get a small water. So, so just tally up if, if you and I were at five guys without the delivery, tally up for me, if you're a five guys person, how much you think the, the, the two burgers, these are double if patties you, if or you walked in. If I, if I walked in and I sat down with what it's size the, fries, it's the only, I, I just told a regular you, you, fry. You weren't listening. No, I told you two small fries. That's you're not regular. They don't have small five guys. They have three different sizes. So had, regular fry. They had there's like a Cajun one in there too. So you can call it regular. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I two cheese like two. So this is probably uh, that would probably be thirty thirty bucks. Yeah, that's right. It was for, like it, for two people. Yeah, that's it. You're wow. I'm just saying because like every time I go into anywhere like that, it's fifteen dollars. It was thirty two eighteen. Okay, so around thirty bucks. Yeah, and so and then I get five dollars off on delivery, and I have all this coupon, and I'm like, this is really great. But see, city of Seattle is going to tack on money. Yes, I think it's like, is it four dollars, five dollars to every delivery? Something. I'm like not that? going to answer the question for you. The question that I'm going to ask you is, what was it to your door? I don't, it, it, what do you? Yeah, what do you think it was when it was delivered to my door, and it was actually, well, it was, you it did was it actually vol- my order. Let me ask you, how much did you tip? Because you're a tipper. I am a tipper, and I'm going to say uh, this is this will be, this 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 is going to change the whole thing. How much did you tip? I tipped fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah. So I'm going to say that the bill was fifty one dollars. Am I close? The bill, the bill was fifty seven dollars and eighty two cents, and I looked at the receipt. It was two fifty for this, and two fifty for this, and two fifty for this, and and I don't know what's going on with two fifty, but two fifty is kind of a magic. Two fifty was on there four different times, and I'm I, I'm I'm sitting back in sticker shock, and 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 then to to be honest, the the, the five guys burgers, it, it it felt like they were put together by the five children. I I don't know who put these burgers together, but you're I, paying a premium to have a human being. Drive over to Five Guys, wait in line, pick up the bag, drive it to you personally. Like so, that is a pretty amazing. Are they service. waiting? Are they actually, yes? They're waiting in line. Yeah, it's an, actually it's an Uber driver, and he enables it on his app to do Uber Eats, and it goes off. 
Okay. It says, go to five guys. And he walks in and says, order for Don of the Ron and Don. They hand him a bag. He has to wait there if it's not ready. Hand him the bag, get back in his car, and then come to your house and drop it off. So, like, yeah, that, that guy probably took him close to a half an hour to an hour to do that. So, he, whatever you pay an hour, 15 bucks an hour. Is minimum wage? Yeah. Well, I appreciate the fact that there's there's Uber drivers out there that are getting business this way, and I think it's super important. But I, I just don't understand how the people that are living downstairs can order. They they order food nightly. So I just... Is, is well, there... some of these services you can get like a membership. Oh. Uh, okay. I think I, I, it's either DoorDash or Caviar, one of them, where you pay like a monthly membership fee yeah and then it, it, it helps with your delivery yeah. charges how do you feel about all the garbage that it's creating we're not selling our garbage to china anymore we don't put our garbage on rail cars and send it to oregon most of the garbage and we've done stories on this and we were in terrestrial radio we got in big arguments with rachel bell about this most of the garbage that you sit there and you painstakingly throw into the recycle bin is never never recycled. A lot of your garbage goes on a, a conveyor belt, and they have to look for it, and they have to find clean recyclables versus dirty recyclables because all of us throw dirty recyclables I, in with I the clean. I just think the garbage is in different spots, honestly, because right now all of the garbage is staying at home because we're all at home. So but if garbage. we weren't, it, it's a little bit more in this instance of the packaging. But like when you were at work, or you were at the office, or you're at the street, we would constantly just throw, th you're throwing stuff away at work, you're throwing stuff away on the street, you're throwing stuff away in the restaurant, and now instead of all that, it's all happening, like I'm going to have way more garbage at, at my building, but it's because everyone's there. If I had been at the office, then my garbage would have been thrown in the garbage at the office. Well, I don't know, it, it, well, one of the big reasons is people don't cook as much. That's true. They like the convenience of delivery, and then... How do, I, I noticed what Amazon's doing, and I ordered a birthday gift for my mom the other day, two different gifts. And, and what you can do now, instead of, and this is smart of them, instead of getting Amazon Prime overnight, they're like, yeah, you can still have Amazon Prime, but it's five days from now because we want to take those two items. We want to put them in the same box and send them to Virginia. And then that way we're saving the earth. And in that sense, Amazon Prime is not really Amazon Prime before. And I feel like Amazon is getting away with something here. Well, if you don't have a deadline, then I think you're fine. If you do have the two-day deadline, then yeah, you could probably get it. Well, don't call it Amazon Prime when it's really getting there six days from now. Fair. That's fair. No. All right. Anyway, that's so, not to pick on the five guys and five children and all that. I know we're in a pandemic. I appreciate the fact that people out there are working their hair off. It is true and, that millennials do not like to cook as much as there's There is no stove in my basement apartment. I have it wired to put one in, and I've just been waiting for people to ask. There's There's been over 79 guests that have stayed down there, no, and there's just a hot plate. And, and so people use the hot plate. They've never asked for the stove and it's never been an issue as far as renting that unit out, which is really interesting to me. So do you, no, do you no baking going on downstairs? <laughs> I cook every day, probably yeah. two or three times a day. Anyway, much love for five guys, much love for Uber eats and the fact, and much love to you millennials out there. You get, you get picked on sometimes. I'm just trying to understand you. And to my garbage man who I went out and I tipped $20 because now they're throwing garbage in the garbage truck at 3.30 in the afternoon when it's dark out uh, here in Seattle. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about Jim Crow juries, and then also the holiday season has begun. Ron and I have a very special number that we haven't practiced, and the last time we performed it was last year at this time. So I'm going to pick up my guitar. Did you bring your guitar or your shaker today? What do you got? We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. See you on the other side of this.
Hey, you guys, listen up. This is why we love Les Schwab and we appreciate so much that they sponsor the Ron and Don show because they are so involved in the community. In fact, right now, Les Schwab Tire Centers, Aramark, and Food Lifeline, they're all working together. It's a big team, you guys, because they want to drive out hunger this holiday season. And everybody's asking themselves this time of year, hey, there's a lot of folks out there that need my help, but how do I jump in, Ron, and how do I help? Yeah, just drop off a non-perishable food donation at any Western Washington Les Schwab Tire Center, or you can just pull into the parking lot and a Les Schwab crew member will come out and take your donation. You can also donate online at leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. That's leschwab.com forward slash Ron and Don. Every donation helps stock the shelves of Food Lifeline programs in your communities. Join Les Schwab Tire Centers, Aramark, and Food Lifeline for the Drive Out Hunger Food Drive. It's happening now. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right, and what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on, you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, episode 193. And uh, you just heard from some of our great clients in 2020. We want to thank everybody that sat down with us. Yeah, it's important to have a plan. Uh, and it's important to forecast what you want to do for this year. And even if it's just a tickle in the back of your brain, we're like, eh, maybe I do want to. I have a friend that's like, I, I kind of want to move out to the island. And so that means I got to sell my house first. And they've really been sort of been mulling it around for a couple of years now. They're getting close. Let's sit down, get a game plan, because uh, once you find that dream property, sometimes you got to move. And if you have no plan, you're caught flat-footed. So email me, ron at windermere.com. We'll get you started. Yeah, there you go. Before we get to our special holiday song, welcome the holidays. 
which is not going to be as bad as you think, and it's not great either. It's somewhere right in the middle, but it's mostly not that great. Uh, did you bring your shaker today, your guitar? I do. I made a shaker. You I made a shaker? shaker. All right. So, uh, it is take- an REI cup with some popcorn in it and a piece of tinfoil on top. You got game, man. I'm excited it about it. sounds that. great, actually. Jim Crow juries. Have you heard about this? It has to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is what I've said, is we would not have the Black Lives Matter movement if it wasn't for Donald Trump uh, and also if it wasn't for COVID-19. Black Lives Matter would, it would have never happened, in my opinion. Notice, though, is things have cooled off. Is Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris have now become the president-elect and the vice president-elect. It's interesting because we don't see people taking to the streets that we did initially. Why do you, why, why do you think that is? Do you think it has to do with the season? Do you think there's some relief in the election? And I'm not turning this political because I want to talk about Jim Crow juries and specifically the state of Louisiana and another state that's going to blow your mind. I think that the, in some states where you have seen some more incidents happen, that these people still are going out in the streets. It's not nationwide, uh, partly because I think it's colder in most of America. You're right. Some of the sizzle is, is gone and the election had a big re- release of energy. But I, I don't think it's gone away you still see it on buildings you still see it around uh in the popular culture so um it's just changing it's yeah. changing this one this is what i tell uh, one of the young men that i meet with every once in a while and and he's a local black officer in his 20s just had a baby and we talk a lot about race relations uh and 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 you know you know this particular officer that i'm talking about we we it, it, it used to be in dr king's day that you had to work for change from the outside in, right? There's no way you could become part of a police force because then you become part of a police force that picks up billy clubs and attacking dogs. And there were just a lot of African-Americans and activists that felt like we can't go and become part of a police force like that. What we need to do is we need to march on bridges. What we need to do is we need to do things that make communities uncomfortable. And at the same time, Dr. King said, we're going to do this in a nonviolent way, even though there will be violence thrown at us and thrown upon us. Well, there was a lot of police forces that would not hire. They had a hiring policy. They wouldn't even hire minorities. Yeah. So the thought was, we're going to work from the outside in. Now we have the opportunity, I think, to work from the outside in, but also from the inside out. And that's why this young man who's a black police officer, that's his feeling. I'm, I'm on the inside now, and I'm going to work for change on the inside of my specific department. Here is something that I didn't know that blew me away, because if, if, if we want black lives to really matter, then that means that policy has to change. One of the policies they're looking at right now is in the state of Louisiana and also in the state of Oregon. Up until 2018, you could have a jury that was not unanimous and you could still go away to the penitentiary for the rest of your life. In all the other 48 states, those laws had changed years ago, if not decades ago, and you would have to have a unanimous jury. So what we saw in the state of Louisiana up until a couple years ago, and also in the state of Oregon, because there was a huge KKK population going back to the 1930s that controlled a lot of what was happening, not only in the state of Oregon, but also in the state of Louisiana. So the thought is now, the thought is now, what, 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 what needs to happen, because the thought is, so many African-American men, especially, by the thousands, were placed in prison in places like Louisiana and Oregon specifically. And as a result of that, 
the criminal justice system needs to revisit all these cases and decide what they are going to do. Because you had juries that were sometimes, you know, it might be 10 to 2. It might be 11 to 1. In other states, you wouldn't go away to the penitentiary. In those two states, you would. So activists are now saying, politicians are now saying, some people within the criminal justice system are saying, we need to go back and retry these cases. What's happening, though, in these particular states is the criminal justice system is pushing back and saying, hey, we don't have the room. We are so backed up now because of COVID-19 and a lot of jury selections aren't happening. They're trying to select juries uh, and judges are trying to do what they can do on Zoom and on telephone calls. So the thought is in the state of Louisiana, in the state of Oregon, you should just open up those jail cells and you should let those men specifically and specifically those black men, you should let them out because there is no time. There is no place, there is no space, and there is no finances to retry all these cases. It would take years upon decades. But within that, you have to believe that there's also some, there has to be some guilty criminals in there also. What do you do? Do you open up those jail cells or do you go through the work of trying to retry all these cases, knowing that many of these men will still die in jail because it'll take decades in some cases. I think it depends. If it's a violent crime, I don't think you let them out. I think if you just went through, and Washington State's been on the leading edge of this. If you just go through of nonviolent drug cases and uh, and let people out, I, I'm in favor of that. I, I have disliked vehemently nearly everything that the Trump administration did. The one place where I will give them kudos, and I think he did it for the wrong motivation, but he did... Uh, commute some sentences, specifically of one black woman that was a driver uh, of a getaway car that was involved in, and did nothing violent. She was sentenced to life in jail uh, for being involved in that crime, and she was not violent. She happened to be in the car. Uh, we did not participate in the the, the awful parts of the crime, uh, but just was in, involved. She was amongst the people. And, and uh, Donald Trump, because of Kim Kardashian West, uh, went ahead and, and, and pardoned that woman, let her out of jail. I, I totally agree on that. I, I don't think Trump did it for the right reasons. I think he did it as an attention grab with Kanye and, and Kim Kardashian, uh, and he wanted the photo op more than he cared about the person. But that's he did the right thing for the wrong reason, but he still did the right thing. So to me, you start with that. There's a tremendous backlog of people that you could go in, and we've talked about this before. Up until very recently in Washington State, uh, having marijuana could have, if it was your third strike, you're going to jail for a long time. Now you can walk down the street from wh wherever you are and walk into a store and buy it. And most of those places are owned by middle-aged white guys that are slinging the same drug that just a couple of years ago landed you in jail. So take that population first and on a case by case basis, just go, okay, you're out because it was a nonviolent possession charge or even a nonviolent, uh, if you were just selling, you know, one let thing me, of marijuana, what, to what did, what did, why does the violence matter? Because in some of the cases that I've read, and I'm not going to go through the case studies, it's really clear that there's black men that are in jail in Louisiana and Oregon right now that didn't do these crimes. They did not do these crimes. Sure, those cases, they, were, they were convicted of very violent acts. And I'm talking murder. I'm talking rape. I'm talking robbery. Those things should be retried. If you got convicted of murder or rape, then you retry that. If it was a mere possession charge or a, a drug dealing charge for a small amount of drugs, I think those people should be. Commuted. I think 
what we need to do is invest in money and create Jim Crow courts specifically in these two states. And we need to fast track uh, these particular cases because there are specifically African-American men that are in jail right now that were framed by almost all white juries uh, in Oregon. Yeah, I mean, that's it. We privatized uh, uh, prisons and the commodity is black lives and brown lives for the most part. Yeah. Like that's how you make your money. You're 13% of the nation's population. And in some places you represent 70 to 80% of the prison population. That is really incredible, you guys. Hey, speaking of incredible, we're incredible. We come back. The holidays have started. We have a special number we want to share with you on the other side of this. If you have a friend that is ready to start their real estate journey, send them to ronanddunsitdown.com. All right, you guys, before we get out of here, episode number uh, 193, we're live from the Les Schwab Studios. And Ron, before we play this holiday uh, spectacular extravaganza. I'm doing this under duress, by the way. What's that? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't have a lyric sheet. Yeah. Uh, I don't have instrumentation here. Well, I don't even know what the number is. Well, and a lot of this is going to be in Spanish, so look out. I'm just telling you, for our Spanish speakers across uh, North America and around the world, uh, we are coming at you. Before we do that, though, Les Schwab is doing something really, really great this holiday season. And uh, we just appreciate them so much. Their hearts, their passion, even in the middle of a pandemic, uh, they are doing the right thing, aren't they? Yeah, please uh, buy a toy, an extra toy, and drop it off at a Les Schwab near you for a, go- a boy or a girl. All of these toys stay in our local communities. And uh, you can find all the information. Go to leschwab.com slash Ron and Don, the stores nearest you. And it would mean the world to us because we can't do live in-person events like we've done every year for the past decade. Yeah, I, re- I remember growing up, and, th- and this is after my father left and my mother who was a secretary, uh, raising four kids, she still made sure that Santa showed up every year, even even when the funds were tight. That was something that I always appreciated about her. And there's a lot of people out there uh, that are facing what my mom faced uh, when she was a parent, parenting kids in her, in her 30s and 40s, right? Yeah, this has been a very extraordinarily difficult year for many, many people. So, um, yeah, this toy drive this year is is very different, and we would appreciate you going the extra mile. It might be a literal extra mile uh, to buy that extra gift at Fred Meyer's or at the mall and then just take it to the local Les Schwab. While you're there, you can still get your free tra- free trip trip safety check yeah uh, they can tell you about the winter tire special but really all you need to do is drop that gift that's off. a tongue twister isn't it the free pre-trip safety check <laughs> <laughs> hard. yeah don't don't forget when you're out buying a toy for your grandkid or your niece or your nephew or your next door neighbor or your kiddo maybe buy a second one stop at les schwab if you're afraid to get out of the car just stay masked up and you can hand the toy right out the window and uh, be on your way Anyway, this is a number that we sing every year, except for the years that we have never sang this song. It's that kind of holiday tradition. A lot of it's in Spanish. If you would like to sing along, we we're gonna. The lyrics are from left to right on your radio dial. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball. <laughs> if we practice this, no problem. No, this is like right off the. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the guitar. And what are you, what are you playing today? What is I that? have made a shaker from an REI camping cup. I like some unpopped popcorn and some tinfoil. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Here we go, everybody. All right. And and, and again, sing along if you like. So can you, um, your vocals are going to be super loud. You want me to get off the... So maybe, maybe... uh, You want to be heard for a change. No, I'm just saying, I want the guitar to be heard. How about here? Let's hear it. Give me a check. There you go. Feliz Navidad. Feliz 
Just like the Osmonds on the 72 uh, Osmond Christmas Not special. Not bad for a cup full of popcorn. No, you're Jimmy Osmond, who was, well. Wow. He, he was an unloved Osmond. That just happened. If you're still listening right now, you are a true <laughs> Ron and Don Nation member. There you go. All right, you guys. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. And uh, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of our hearts. We'll see you next time only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Dawn Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs>